Yeah, the love month ends tomorrow. Just turn to your neighbor, tell them what has been your highlight. What is the one thing you've picked up? Okay, okay, okay. So the title of this Salmon series, what is, what's the name? What's the title? Yeah, so Relation Slips, right? Relation Slips. And I really thank God because I have been ministered to. It's one of those areas whereby, especially when you see these people who grow up in the village, it's like natural progression. You grow up, you go to school, if you get through the end, maybe um, say your, KCP, your KCSE, your KCPE first, if you go through high school, you are lucky, some drop off midway, then you say, she went to cook. You know how natural, you, it's like you almost never need lessons. It's like you just progress naturally. So you go back to the village and people who are your age, especially if you're younger, you find they're introducing you to their families. Meet and everyone is asking you, what's your problem? This thing is just a natural progression. But yet, interestingly, it is one other issue that can also bring us so much pain. But it was not so from the very beginning. In fact, when um, Jesus said that how a man is supposed to love his wife is supposed to, a is supposed to be a demonstration of how Christ loved, of how Christ loved the church. So when we look, when we look at it, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So it's interesting how the same thing can cause us so much pain. But yet, as we have been going through it, in fact, um, the sermon series for the, the topic for today, you know, I was wondering what is the criteria for deciding who is supposed to do this sermon series? As you know, we've talked about many issues, how to avoid sabotaging your relationships at the very top of it. We've talked about five common mistakes that people make, and we've gone through that. We've talked about five terrible reasons why you should ever get married, okay? And today we're talking about the biggest mistake many couples, let me say couples, whether dating, in marriage, the biggest mistake that many couples make. And as I was told what the particular topic is, I felt like a single person who has been asked to speak at a seminar. And this seminar is for married couples. Can you imagine that? And these are not married couples at year five. People who are in year 10, year 15. And you're still single. Because today we are talking about sex. I can see the way people are struggling not to see their neighbor. Struggling to just ensure that I'm the only one they are seeing. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking. In fact, when I was offered this, I wondered, Pastor, have you made a mistake? Were you supposed to send this someone to someone else to share? So today I'm not delivering by myself. I have serious backup. Thank you, Pastor Jade, for that call you made <laughs> in the week. Thank you, Pastor Angie, as well. And we discussed, and it's a very interesting area. So today we're talking about the biggest mistake that many couples are making today. Many couples or wannabe couples are making today. And let me just give a background. It's, it's, it's a bit of a sensitive topic, if I must say. And today, who is my timekeeper? You know the last time we were off God. So what's the time? Five to two. What time do we end? I think Sparks will signal me if you... Okay, fine. Thank you for that. Fine. So it's five to two, eleven. So who is here? In fact, that is the first question that I asked. Who is represented here? Maybe there are married couples how you started your marriage, white wedding, and you're blossoming in your marriage, and you're also blossoming in intimacy. 
are there kids in the house first? You know, this is a, these are those topics. Children are normally sent with their uncles, or that uncle who is not wanted in the room as well. So there are none. No uncle should be sent out at this time. Okay, fine. So you're blossoming in your marriage and also in your sex life. We thank God for you if you're here. All right? There's another category. You're also a married couple. It's your white wedding. People showed up. But your marriage is your trauma. Your marriage is your, your trauma in life. If you're talking, if you mention sex in that home, it's like you are, you are fiddling with the nuclear codes. And you're, you, it's like you're saying, where's the target now? For other people, they talk about sexless marriages. Have you heard of them? So you wonder, these ones. Then, you see how much an anticlimax can be. Sexless marriage. Then there's others who talk about marital rape. Have you heard of it? So you wonder, uh, but you're in the same house. Uh, it's marital rape. But for others, it is, their needs are met through porn and masturbation and but they are still married when they walk out and they come here. Right? Then there's another group. These ones who are married somehow. Somehow. Maybe it is the child who introduced you to the marriage. If you know what I mean. Uh, we were just having fun and then Junior came. <laughs> now people are calling me Mama Junior, Baba Junior. And if Mama Junior, Baba Junior, then we must be married. For other people, Someone just came to stay over. And they, they have extended their stay. They, they, they don't seem, even the watchman knows them more than they do. They have more authority in the compound than people who are paying rent. And there are people in that space. There are also those ones who are not married. Okay? They are single. They are content. They are relating, if they are relating wholly, they are going for joints at places where we see everybody. You know, it's not Java that hidden. You know that side? You go for a date, we can see them, and after that, everyone is going their own way. But then there are those ones also who are single. They're not married. But they are having even more sex than the married. I have been privileged, not privileged to be in a group where people are talking. <laughs> the amount of perversion going on. You know, they have all these friends with benefits. Their names, they, whenever they show up, they just need three, a three-letter code. Uko. And the missile is launched. There are people who are single, they are not engaging in sex. But my friend, they are dying of lust. When am I crossing the finish line? You know, it's uh, actually that reminds me of my first marriage. You know, especially if you're brought up in Christian settings. You're told, do, do not. But on the other side, you're just dying. Actually, the soul, if you're to be asked, okay, honestly, you are you getting married to get my license so that I can start having sex also. 
So for many people, that's actually their story. You're on the other side, but the only reason why you want to be on the other side of the fence is, let's talk about. There are those ones who are not, who are single, and as I said before, not committed, but having sex from anywhere it can come from. I once had a guy that he has lost count. You're calling this one Karo and this one is faith. You're even mixing fruits of the Holy Spirit. Was this one joy or grace? You barely remember. So you can, you can, you can imagine. That's the kind of perversion. And so when I think about it, there's a sense in which sense sex has been hijacked. This is a God thing that has been taken. And right now, if we talk about sex, it seems like it's a very worldly thing. It has actually been reduced to a mechanical affair. You hear the kind of words that are used. Have you heard of those things? Kukuta vitu. Banging. It's purely a mechanical but I'm a mechanical engineer by training. So when it's a mechanical affair, you're talking about grease, you're talking about, you know, those are, those are the only things. It's purely a mechanical affair for many. It has been tabled as a doormat into anything that looks like a love relationship. What do I mean by this? People, let's first have sex, then we get to, you see the way the doormat is normally outside there. It's the first thing you step on as you go into the house. On the other hand, it's for selling anything. Have you ever wondered why, why must there be a model who is barely dressed besides a car for it to be sold? So do people buy the lady or when you buy the car, does she come home also? Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered? The other day we had a farewell party for one of our good friends. It was interesting to be back in a club. And then I was thinking about this someone. It still goes on. The lady who sells the alcohol. Eh, eh, my friend. You wonder whether she comes with a bottle. You know, it has been reduced. And it's for selling. If you want anything to sell soon, maybe one day even when you're buying a bag of cement, you'll just see a model on the bag. Eh? Because any, as long as it has the preacher, the girl, the more it is going. But then if sex is so nice or it's the, it's the appeal that is created out here and everyone is having it, then why are many relationships in distraught? Especially when it comes to sex. But I want to put it to you. I say that sex has been hijacked. Where did it come from? Sex is divine and belongs to God. It was God's creation and it is God's creation. And it will always remain God's creation. And actually how God intended it is that sex is supposed to be the ceiling of a covenant. The ceiling of a what? The ceiling of a covenant. And that's why in the Bible many a times they say, and so and so knew his wife. Do you wonder why they use knew? Or you think they are also shy? Or you think they stigma? It's that level. That's why it's int intimacy. Intimacy, some people say, into me, you, you see. Into me, you, you see. And 
The devil has stolen this aspect that is so deep, made it purely mechanical, yet it has three aspects. Yes, the physical, or the body which we all know and have glorified, right? But then there are other aspects. Part of your biggest sexual organ, do you know what it is? It is there? Okay, touch your biggest sexual organ. It's a bit funny, right? But the brain, that brain of yours. And the other aspect is your soul. There's a spiritual, there's a soul element to it. And so the devil has managed to strip these other key issues to reduce it into a mechanical issue so that it's trivialized. And we end up missing the very thing God intended for sex. Imagine something that had a core thing to do and the enemy has taken it away. And let us see how it's happening. Let's see how it's happening in Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs chapter 7. And I'm going to walk through it as I try and paint a picture of how if the same chapter was written today, what would it look like? We have it on the screen? So this is the man who was, uh, we were also discussing at the men's conference. Buliva, it's good to see you here. There's a key officials. Yeah, and actually I can tell you this issue came out hot at the men's conference. People are crying, no, we need three more days. They say, Papa Des, if you're speaking again, that is the topic to address. So Buliva, you can report to the board. At least in our parish, we talked about these issues. We understood the assignment in the words of Pastor Jay. So, as I stood at the window of my house, looking out through the shutters, you know what this will be today? You just scrolling on IG or Facebook. You know that end endless scroll? You're just scrolling or Facebook or Tinder. You're just, you're just looking out through the shutters watching the mindless crowd stroll by. You, you, and you know how mindless you normally are in those moments, eh? You don't need to engage a lot. You're just scrolling. All we need is bundles. I spotted a young man without any sense. The, how many of them do you see them online? Sasa, this one, what, what was this? And you see it going on. Arriving at the corner of the street where she lived. Then turning up the path to her house. That is attention. Online you'll be saying, double, double, aha, double tap. Or swipe right. Let's check more. Mm, double click. It was dusk. The evening coming on. This is the point where you are now tilting your phone to yourself. Eh? No one should see who is the character of interest. The darkness thickening into night. Just then, a woman met him. Me slide kwenye DMs. Go inbox. <laughs> She's been lying in wait for him, dressed to seduce him. Now you're looking at the profile pictures. Kwani, these are the only pictures you have. You never go swimming. Or are you from Turkana? No, in our place. It's a lot of water. Brazen and brash she was, restless and roaming, never at home. 
you never see her posting her photos washing dishes or his photos closing the gates. It's not only his biceps. No, you can almost take a ruler on your phone and just measure. They call the guns. Mm, you see security. Walking the streets, loitering in the mall. Isn't that our lives today? Those posts we, we make in some mall somewhere, nice background, loitering in the mall, hanging out at every corner in town. Mm? It's happening, guys. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. This is those points where now you have moved on to the next level. You remember those photos that were asked for? And these days it's so bad. Have we seen photos of people who are prominent, nude photos of people who are prominent, leaking? Send me those nudes. Send me. That's how much it's been trivialized. Boldly took his arm and said, I've got all the makings for a feast. Today I made my offerings. What would you say? Ini malisafi. Maligan. Malisafi. This one is clean. My vows are all paid. Basically, there's no fuliza. There's no one. Wallet nime beba. So now I've come to find you, hoping to catch sight of your face. And here you are. That's the text that says, Uko. I've spread fresh clean sheets on my bed. Colorful imported linens. That's the response to where are we meeting? Where are we hooking up? My bed is aromatic. If you remember those days when aromats, mm, it's not just your normal kind of aromats. With spices and exotic fragrances. Come, let's make love all night. Spend the night in ecstatic lovemaking. Leoni Kokeja. Sitoki. My husband is not home. He's away on business legit. Basically, you're saying now, but now we are going to do more business legit. Probably your husband is also having fun wherever he is. Why not create my own? After our own Rahaniku? Rahaniku? And he won't be back for a month. There's even timelines of when he will have to do the work of shame. Can you picture how the same thing can be played in today? And it's even way more convenient for us because I don't almost, I almost, the only time I'm leaving is when I'm coming to your house direct or wherever we've agreed. Can you see how convenient it is? And this is why purity, sex, even when we get into marriage, the kind of perception we have about it is not easy. This is the environment we are living in. This is how it has been brought down. In fact, I would ask the sound team for a song. I was just wondering which song can, I, can just speak to this situation. I don't know if Michelle got it. Michelle, do you have it? Let me see if she gets it right. 
Thank you, Michelle. Is it easy for us, Mavuno? Is it easy for us? It is not easy. But yet that is where we are. But yet today what we are declaring, irrespective of what story talked about your life, we are going back to take what is rightfully ours. Whether you are married already, whether you are single, we are saying that we will enjoy the fullness that God had put in sex. Amen? We will enjoy the fullness that God has put in sex. Whether you are single, that you will create the right foundations. That when that time comes, and you'll realize it is not, you know the world has created it to be an event. It just, it just happens. It is not an event. Every day in your singlehood, as you relate to the different people, you are laying a foundation. You are laying that foundation into your sex life. And so we are going to now just investigate some of the lies the enemy has made about sex to trivialize it. And one of the big lies is that sex will help me to truly know the other person. It's like when you're talking with someone and you say that I know this person and it's the question they are waiting for an opportunity to ask. Have you guys been? Have you guys been? Have you, have you guys been intimate? That's the question. Do you, do you, do you, do you like know her? Do you, do, you, do you know him? Ume a test drive. You can't just get a car from the showroom without... You must feel the shocks. Hmm? Eh? You must feel whether that seatbelt when you break at 100 kilometers per hour, will he hold? So the world has reduced it that, hey, we've got to test our compatibility. Are you, are you sure you're sexually compatible? Have you heard that? Okay, someone give us guidelines, the, 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 the parameters for sexual compatibility. And let me shock you. One thing I learned embarrassingly so. Sexual compatibility is even a journey. Most times, the first time experience is normally very disappointing. Very disappointing. And many people have to be cancelled. Am I lying? I'm told there's someone who, after they've been walking together with pastor after the first night, no, actually, not before the first night ended. They got there with the wife, and they were there and looking at this adorable lady, and they're like, now the crowd that was there in the reception is no longer here. The songs the DJ was playing are not being played. And they had to pick up their phone and ask, Pastor, she's here, I'm here. What do we do next? What do we do? But even, and it's a place where you're almost helpless. No one is, no one is going to help you at that point. And that lie the enemy has used is supposed to be a trap to get us and to open up certain doors that sex allows. That you're just driving beforehand. 
Actually, if I'll give an analogy, how many remember cod liver oil? Or how many drank it? Because this is where we are now. We're going to discriminate. Let's discriminate. Some, sometimes we need respect. If you drank cod liver oil, put up your hand. I don't know what children are being given nowadays. These things where doctors are debating, do you take three or four spoons a day? What is that? One. One. One spoon of cod liver oil. What was the taste of that thing? It's like you almost had to be trapped between the hands of your parents for that thing to go down your throat. Okay, for those ones who don't know cod liver oil, I see someone is raising their hands. It was, what is it supposed to do, by the way? That thing you are given when you're not sick. I don't remember what you're supposed to treat. That for your immunity, were you unwell? What were they seeing? Why weren't they taking it? Abuse your, okay. Okay, guys, just trust us now. Yeah, just trust us. Our parents needed to boost our immunity, so they gave us cod liver oil, but it was the most yucky thing ever created. In fact, in fact, the more nasty it was, the more effective. Have you heard of those uh, uh, mitishamba? It's like the harsher it is, the better, the more effective. So it's like you give a child here, there's cod liver oil, and then there's kalpol hutuliza. That thing, have you ever found yourself, how many honestly have just taken that thing because it's sweet? Let's just be honest. You, you, <laughs> just say, that thing is just. <laughs> I'm told that even people use it as a drug. Is it true? There are people who just overbuy Calpol and use it as a drug. So it's like you've been taking cod liver oil, okay? Basically, this is the analogy today with sex. You've been taking Calpol, then someone says, here is cod liver oil. Take it. Will you take it? You, as long as you can see the bottle, you'll be, uh, uh, No. Or another analogy, in our marriage setup, is like eating the cake but starting from the icing. You just sit down and eat the icing. Eat the icing. Will you even almost feel the taste of the cake? When people are saying this cake has caramel, it has? You're just looking at them. The only part of your taste bud that is alive is the tip of your tongue. That's the only thing you know. So we're getting to this space, and we're quickly running for the medal. And what that symbolizes is that, you remember? Sexual intimacy is that process. I look at it actually like peeling an onion. Some of us say, where's the knife? You cut it so that you see inside very fast. But when you peel an onion layer by layer, what will be happening in that relationship? We start communicating and we start talking about our lives. What do you enjoy? When you're having your fun, what does it look like? Let's go. You have a match today. Let's go and watch your match. What did you love about it? So, you, you, if you're a rugby fan, these men are just chasing after a piece of leather the whole time. What is so funny about that? Come and see what my fan looks like. They take you to their fan and you watch. Who are your friends? Today we are hanging out with your friends. You go, even Nani is your friend. I have seen the first person who will destroy our marriage. He said, no, they're not a bad person. They may look like that, but they are a very good friend. Over time, you start warming up to them. About your career, what do you love? 
But the problem is when you introduce sex, and this is what happens, it becomes a short circuit. Every time you're meeting or about to meet, what's at the top of your mind? Even the, the venues you're proposing to meet are now governed by how they will create a conducive environment for? So if you say, let's meet at our potential in-laws today. Is there anyone who wants to do that? That's why you hear many people, imagine he's never met my parents. How many hear of that today? We've never hung out even with our siblings. I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling him, I've never met any of this person's friends. Have you heard of those things today? Because we went for, basically if I think about it from an accountant perspective, today, people are drawing dividends before putting in any investment. It's like, you know, dividends are normally on the balance sheet side for those people who've done accounting. Shareholders' wealth. Am I right, Purity? So many people are operating from the balance sheet, and there's nothing on the income statement. Expenses, incomes. Maybe the only expense is to my fare. Those are the people who are crying most at that meeting. <laughs> how much you? How much are you talking about? I'm talking about what I would have given for my <laughs> free the future. Those are the only expenses you have. And it is so unfortunate because sex, as idealized today, it will help me to truly know the other person. That's what it has been idealized. In fact, it's an irony of what the, they call them protection. So it's, it's quite an irony. Are we using protection? Are we safe? The very things that are making us unsafe, opening us to things. Trust, condom. Do you hear that word? Trust. They have taken the very word and now printed it in our minds. Yet, it is a whole tool of mistrust. But then the second lie that we are told nowadays, it is uncontrollable. It is that natural impulse. Right? Mahanja. Ikikam? Ikikam? As in, it's like if you're hungry, you eat food. If you're pressed, what do you do? You go to there. So if you have your urges, when other people are talking about release your power, it's so unfortunate. And so where we found ourselves today, people are having sex with people they don't even know. As long as they can help them release their pressure. Bora. There are groups, it's so perverted, there are groups where people just exchange numbers. Right? People just, I'm told there are even joints where people just go to watch. It's like the way you go to the park. My daughter was saying today we want to go to the park. Then they go to a very different park. Maybe you call it snake park. It's very unfortunate, the, the parks people have created, the things people go to entertain themselves. 
talking to some Uber guys, they were telling me there are some places in La Vie. Ah, Kwanza, now there's another one in La There are drop-offs. People don't go with their cars. They are just dropped. Because there should be no trace as to where the spirit of the Lord is not moving. And, and the unfortunate thing is that right now, if you're not having sex, then there must be something wrong with you. Have you ever felt... It's a topic people can talk about, but as long as you are having it, you are free to talk about it. Have you noticed that around us today? So many people, that's how if you're not having it, then there's something wrong with you. In fact, some people ask, uh, 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 I'm telling you, when your machine does not have sell by date. It may expire. The machine may not be able to. You may put on the switch, but there are no tokens. Come power. And for the ladies, on your first night, that's when you, you won't feel violated. Cobwebs. Zoya Kwanza. That's the unfortunate thing that is happening. But for other people, and for many of us, whether you've been through it, is that Maybe you're shy enough or you can't get enough supply. Masturbation becomes your form of release. The other day I was reading, was it a standard article to saying that sex toys, the, there's been a surge in the sale of sex toys in Nairobi. How many saw that article? Or how many heard of it? Sorry, it's just me who is on the wrong sites. But I saw it and I and I've seen it, and, and whatever is happening in Europe, and these places for them, them they don't hide. I remember the time we were walking across certain streets in those areas. And my friends tell me, let's go into this shop. And I was about absent-minded. Uh, the moment we walk in, I'm like, what's going on here? This one is for the big boys. And I'm telling you, they are so open with the way they deal with their... <laughs> and yet, interestingly, people have these tools. I'm told some carry them even in their passes. Some of these passes, if, the pa if, if they were investigated today, and it was the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, will the angels collapse? For some, it's pornography. And porn, porn is, and pornography is so freely available right now. Sometimes even just, <laughs> I remember there was once who were, uh, I'm in IT. So people check out interesting things. And so it was discovered that maybe there are some people who are even using company internet for porn. And wow, that thing, it's, has put many in bondage. No respecter of persons. And then the interesting thing about porn is like you're always going from glory to glory, if you know what I'm saying. You're always going for yesterday's supply is no longer, is no longer doing anything. And then you come home after feeding on all that porn and you expect an innocent kissy lady to arouse you. To come against 
some Asian lady who looks like the circus itself. And then you are saying, me, I'm not satisfied in this, in this marriage. Yet the kind of things you're feeding on. Or the other thing is chips funga. So it's like top up. Okay, we have the one we get here. Seconds, thirds. You have your own. You're always creating detours to pass by so that by the time you get home, right? If it comes, if it comes, if it doesn't come, that has become our reality. And the unfortunate thing is that slowly, slowly our hearts have been sold and we are now prisoners and we have been mastered by many foreign things. You are no longer in control. And some of these habits can be it's a bondage at another level. And the problem with it, let me give a bit of a story. Yes, the man speaking here. There was a point in my life when masturbation became a thing. Isn't that thing embarrassing? And one of the problems with that is that you become a self-fulfilling tool in and of yourself. You know, for certain fraud to steal money, you must go to where the money is kept. Am I... Is that right? I must go to where the money is kept, access, then steal. In fact, I can say the reason why we steal is because the people don't keep the money well. But what about masturbation and pornography? Do you see how the enemy has used something so that we become the violators of our own selves? Can you see how, how much a tool, if there's one thing, and that is why the enemy was very clear, there's one thing that is going to be de-weaponized, it's called sex and all its brothers and sisters and things that look like that. Either way, kunakakitu, that will do what? That will hook you. But I thank God, and this is why, as I thought about this someone, that yes, these things may have a stronghold of us, but our God is also able to deliver. Our God is able to deliver. And, wow, when God took me through that and delivered me, I forever look back and I'm grateful that he did it. I am grateful that he is a God of second chances. And so maybe we've, as you've talked through, this someone is a bit intrusive, I must admit. Is it true? Or you just don't know when your time of reckoning is coming. You're just sitting on the edge. Unakaza tumshipi. Unakaza tumshipi. But our God... Because God wants us to go back into that, to storm back in, into his original design for sex, so that we may get what God really intended. And what we are learning really is that false intimacy destroys real intimacy. False intimacy destroys... Turn to your friend and tell them, false intimacy destroys real intimacy. can see someone looking at their friends. Their friend is here, but they are looking here. Just ask them, can you do jokes? In case they are giving you that face. False intimacy destroys 
real intimacy. The other lie we're hearing is that sex is okay as long as you truly, you're truly in love and committed to each other. Aren't we two consenting adults? Bora ukosawa? Bora ukosawa? Miniko? So it has nearly been reduced. It's like, you know those kids who go to the teacher? Toilet. The teacher even doesn't look at you. He just normally says, just points at the door. Because the teacher knows if the more he keeps you there, the more he's handling a delicate situation. So, so for some of us, it's been reduced. As long as we are two consulting adults, after all, it's our own bodies. Kwani, I need authorization to use my body. The other key thing we need to note with this narrative, and I learned it the hard way. One of the key things that, and, and sometimes you look back, and I now look back and I say, all things work out for good. I came from a background where the truth is I would have been very unqualified. Not that I'm more qualified now to talk about this issue. But, you know those matatus, the way they overlap sometimes. That was my life at some point. But it helped me understand certain things. And I think this is one of my traps. That as long as the other person is committed, yeah, we belong to each other. But the reality is, before you have formalized your marriage, the person you are attracted to is not yours. The person you are attracted to is not? I'm telling you, in this Nairobi, people break up over silly things. Can you agree to that? Why did you, why did you guys break up? When I brought the tea to him, he turned it the other way. Me, I can't be with a guy who doesn't appreciate me. Or when, or he just doesn't bring me flowers for, I saw him like smile at another lady and you know this guy, he's not the type. People break up for very silly things. If you're going to rely on just the fact that we are together, that this is my person, you're mistaken. And I must confess, I was in that group, I struggled to commit in my second marriage. I struggled. And it was for my own issues. I struggled, I struggled. But God is gracious. At some point, I remember going down that road. And, but what I realized as I walked that journey of commitment, it forced me to really think, is this the person I really want to, to be with? Because it's not a trivial issue. It forced me to think, as long as we are casual about it, do you have to give it thought? Sika kiraruka kameraruka. Kila mtu wende kwa? Kila mtu wakai na nani? Kila mtu wakai na? Mama yake. Have you heard those things? Kila mtu wakai na nani? Kana mama yako baba. But my friend, when you commit, hakuna kila mtu wakai na mama yake. Kakwako. Stay at your place. And that's a difference. And I realize, and, and actually, if you think about sex, because in God's original design, sex is the ceiling of a covenant. You have been talking. This girl has been talking to this boy or this man to this woman, and you have been talking and exchanging many, many, many things. To the point that you say, let's have a peace treaty. Like right now, Russia and Ukraine. We can see them up in arms. 
but we've been praying and we are trusting at some point there will be a what? There will be a what? A peace treaty, a truce. What will you see them signing? They will sign a, an agreement. They will seal it, right? After all the conversations we've had, we have said Russia, come as close to the border of Ukraine, but do not. Release anything in the form of atomic or whatever power, but let it not cross the border of. They will come up with all those things. And in a marriage, sex is part of sealing that covenant of agreement between the two people. Unfortunately, they've been reduced to just papers, right? And the essence of sex, it's no longer there because we've lost it. And so one of the big words, and especially for us, let me talk to men, because I realized men, most of the times in our cultures, ladies wait to be, to be proposed to, and to be told, will you be the one? But most of the times, men must arise and commit. Men must arise and commit. Turn to a man and tell them, Oga, commit. Tell them, Oga, commit. And ladies are laughing because our men have become so elusive. Uyo. Hey, Akio. Akisetl, Uyo. There's a problem. Men are not committing. Uh, we are just here. It's okay. We just have this thing going. But we will not. We will not commit. Okay, now you're introducing us to junior one. Mm. Baba junior? Mama junior? Hey, have you guys married? <laughs> we just meet Mama junior and Baba. Junior number two. Uh -uh. Oga commits. And for the ladies, let me tell you, Breakups happen, people move like, and unfortunately, this man owes you nothing. Is that a hard statement? If you allowed yourself in his house, in her house, before, if that man ever walks, <laughs> you know, we'll come, we will give you hugs, we will mourn with you, we'll give you tissue also. This, this uh, church is very generous. But we'll say, but you know, you know, he, he didn't commit. Is a sad reality. So if at all it matters for you, put a premium on someone committing. Put a premium. Put a premium to it. It shows you, even business deals, people who start partnerships, most of the times, what will they have? They'll come up with a partnership deed. Is that true? Right? I am putting in this, you're putting in that. If things as trivial, let me call them as business. People want to formalize. I want to guard my stakes. What about marriage? That is one of the most important things. May God allow us to put that premium on that. But then the repercussion of all these lies, the repercussions of all these lies is that if you're that man and you come into this marital space, my friend, you've got so many ladies' names in your head. And you're always comparing the experience. This sex was it as good as? And because the mind is one of your biggest sexual organs, it will not spare you. You will be there physically because you're also not omnipresent. 
But in your mind, where are you? You're in another bed somewhere. Or you're in your sea of regret somewhere. Right? So you'll be there. And this is partly. And because we've forgotten that, you remember the spiritual aspect. Every time you're sleeping with a person, it's like there's a download. There's a transfer to you happening. The devil wanted to reduce sex to a mechanical issue so that you don't play the other things happening. It's like when you're dealing with a con man. They show you only the flowery side. Isn't that what they do? Isn't that what comment? All these pyramid schemes, what do they always tell you? All what you need to do is put in, and you will get, they never tell you, there is a high probability that if we don't get returns from this place, you will lose your money. Do they ever tell you that? And that's what the enemy has done with sex as well. There is that high probability. So for the women, you are there, but when this man is touching you, you are just thinking of other people as well. Another thing that is happening, unwanted marriages, sad as they be, and these things have a, not unwanted marriages, but unwanted children. And so you are caught up. Do I keep that real struggle? Do I keep this baby? Or do I abort? And it's a real thing. And for those, if you've interacted with someone who's gone through it, you, ca you can, if you get to feel the trauma that they go through. For some people, it's, it's unwanted STDs. So imagine we meet, we meet with one of our fellow congregants in the hospital. Someone asks you, are you unwell? Ah, may I just have a headache? Or you, what's your story? I've come for my ARVs. And it's a reality that happens. That there are people who the truth is, and let me speak and say, if that's your story, the first thing I'll tell you, go get treatment. Because part of how that the devil degenerates that lie is that you're held in that space, you don't go get treatment, you become worse, slowly you're dealing with things. But as you get your treatment, also know what got you there. And ask the Lord to heal you and to help you out of it. Amen? To heal you and to do what? Help you out of it. That's the good thing about the God we come to. The Bible says we do not have a God who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. We do not have a God who is unable to. And I hope as we speak this message, someone is getting hope in and of itself. That we have a God who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. And for some of us, we may need to just face the old you. If you're with your spouse and tell them this, and I've realized there's so much release in coming out and being open. And let me also speak. The truth is, even for people who are married, and I realize even for me, and I say that I'm remarried now, and that does not spare me from hell. I remember once I, I had to be open with my wife, and I told her, I've realized conversations with this other lady are beginning to be more interesting than my conversations with you. And it happens so slowly and gradually. They're the ones who do what? They're the ones who listen. And they listen with empathy. You feel hard. Not you feel hard. When I'm not listening. See, I'm here. Yeah, we're not having sex, but, but the truth is, emotionally, there's a shift that's happening. Is that true? 
And it so happens. But I remember when I came, eh, my friend, it was almost World War III, but I thank God. Because after that, my wife and I became very intentional about creating intimacy, not just in the physical, but her being. In fact, one of the questions I ask spouses, is she your best friend? If I asked you, is your husband your best friend? Is your wife your best? For the people who are single, you want your best friend to be your? Others you'll be there, but you're always planning on how you can connect with the other? BFF. <laughs> it's just my BFF. And so as we come to this, the truth is that false intimacy leads to death, and death in a number of ways. Innocence in terms of relating purely. It just shortcuts. Every time you're with this person, the only thing you're thinking is the bed. And the devil is very clear. The Bible says the enemy wants to rule our thoughts. That's why we say we take, every cap we take captive every thought that raises itself above knowledge of our. We've got to arrest some of those thoughts. Exclusivity. There are certain things. Sex is one of the items that is not delegatable. For those of us who are managers and or you, you have a domestic, you know those things you can delegate. I like in our own home, we can delegate so many things to the house help, apart from. You cannot delegate. And so the question comes, if he's not having it at home, who have you delegated to? No, some of the problems are of our own making. He was also singing the song, release your... Here at home, everything is locked up. And hence the danger. And what, as I raise these issues, maybe this is your reality. But I'm calling you to say, it is not normal. I refuse that this will be my normal moving forward. I refuse that this will be my normal. And I will awake and seek help. The death of trust... That, okay, so you are saying you are now Jonah. For three days you've been in the belly of the fish. You're on a business trip. For some people, if their husbands or wife declares they are going on a trip, you know, okay. You surrender them to the other. Whenever you hear, he's going to hang out with your friends. You, you, you know what the friends. You can almost narrow down. You can almost put a face of the friend. And you burn with bile. The death of trust. There's also the death of your moral authority. Reminds you of the story of David and Ammon, his son. Ammon, Amnon ra raped his sister. But because David had fallen those lines, he could not even correct. He had no moral authority. I pray that today God will begin a restoration of our moral authority to speak to ourselves, to speak to our spouses, to speak over the destinies of our children. Because some of us, we can't even speak to our children. Because what different story are we telling them? But may the Lord use our own stories to be, so that we are the people who talk to them about these issues and caution them. Amen, Mabuno South? So that we will not surrender them to the narrative of the world. The last one is the death of choice. Choice because you are chained to an addiction. Be it 
porn, sex, whatever it is. But our God, we sing a song and we say, our God is champion. Our God is, our God is, and our God is able to save. But even as we go to that, the other key place we are going to is that we want to encourage the place of intimacy and building rhythms of intimacy. So for the people who are dating and coming across, the foundation begins. If Let me just tell you, I'm, I'm coming to realize, I, I don't know, let me, I don't know, maybe I'm subject. The truth about sex is a very practical thing also. You can't lie to people. I've come to realize some of the best sex has come after very good conversations. I can see people nodding from, with their eyes only. Can you imagine how hard? Try, try not with your eyes only. Some of the, for the married men, am I saying, and the married women, am I saying the truth? Or is only in Mavoko County, where the rains are falling differently? Wahame wakuja Mavoko. intimacy and I've come to because and sex becomes a climax of something it's not just a mechanical thing and so we have to build rhythms of intimacy and we've got to grow together over the seasons and I like how Pastor Angie as we're talking she, she told me about this thing we are in different seasons build a rhythm build a connection resonate with this person as we right now we have got a six-month baby and now they are sitting. For us to just have a conversation about her sitting and how she's progressed and enjoy that moment. Build a rhythm around that. Let it be something we are resonating about. Is it a project you want to work to together? And this is the problem. You remember we talked about marrying? Do you remember I talked about marrying? Some of us are not marrying in any quarter. You are just two people who are cohabiting. Or the people who are single... Every time you hang out, you're always going to see something, but never having time to sit and talk. Who's caught up in that space? Have, have you had those people? Their hangouts are always, we went to. They never had us time to see if we have got what it takes to just sustain conversations for one hour, for two hours, for three. And it's not Kesha. It is a key ingredient, let me tell you. Build it at the foundations. Some of us, we are struggling now to, to create and accrue hours now. It will not happen in an instant. And let me tell you, your sex, your sexual intimacy will mirror your intimacy in another area. For those of you who have nothing, or those of us who have nothing, no intimacy elsewhere, nothing of togetherness, nowhere where we are resonating. And that's why for you who is dating, the, the place where Thank you. I see I have 10 minutes. 10 minutes is more than enough to do three altar calls. Today I'm on time. So the culmination of your oneness and sex being a mirror. Ask yourself, go back home, what rhythms do we need to start building? And some people need to start releasing themselves. I know for the African men, some ladies feel they are married to Mr. Putin. There's no romance. You don't hold hands. 
hata pek isipokuwa ukishatoka kwa bedroom these are two organizations see the board on the other side this is the other board hey ame you must be let me tell you you have the nuclear codes to release the little girl in this lady seated here you have those bring out that little girl hata kama anakaa kama mrs putin mwenyewe you have those codes see there's a Swahili saying that says kila mtu na mtuwe there's always be start and men let me challenge us i am learning yes we have eight couches in the home but tell your wife today this is your couch hapa come sit here am i being strange We have added now the ladies departments have added and so the men you can leave if your ten minutes is over <laughs> do go hold that girl's hand peck her and kiss her in public i'm learning is someone saying hey kwani wako anyway and the other side to it because sometimes the man wants to do it but Someone said it's like tickling the testicles of a lion. You have to come with tact. And even when you gather all your confidence you just go back. Was chena mkipendwa? 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 Don't make it so hard. For some people even asking for today, can we have it? ngumu ngumu if i can become so that i had of another story in my 3 uh, minutes i had of a guy who you marry a faithful accountant serving in the lord's vineyard so at some point in the night you know is as mzee mzee mze always knows the timing when the timing is right eh mzee will tell you so he tapped mama and told mama turn over and then mama responded 4 billion hey Wewe ukipendwa pendeka. No one knows the time nor the hour. This thing just comes. When he wants to hold your hand, accept to be held. When he invites you to come, there's a certain rejection that comes out of those things. And men hate rejection. Eh. Something that just shatters their ego. Today Mrs. Putin said no. Eh. And then there's another lady who is saying How you how's your day today? Eh, mbona sikai hapo kwa hiyo desk. Na ulikuwa na issue yote if you're in IT. Did you have an issue with your machine today? It's working well. You sure there's nothing I can check? No, you your machine can just be fine. Eh, eh, do not delegate. Ensure it is you who has that highest privilege. And so some of us not just need to relax. Fine, just be a girl toto maliabo squishy squishy you know wakabo already the world is too hard outside here nikikuja hapa hii chuma pia najaribu kukunja oti tutakunja chuma ngapi 
so that we can also flourish. And for the singles, sweetie, 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 build that foundation because you know there's something you're working at. Build that foundation so that at the point that you're enjoying that intimacy, allow yourself to be in the school of delayed gratification. You will be the few, but you'll be the remnant. Our God is faithful. Don't feel you're losing out on the man because you're not giving in. Mm. Our God is, our God is, it pays off. Either way, let me tell you, you will not cheat the system. You will find yourself in that space with that man, but in a horrible relationship. In a horrible, marriage is a scare. Sex is a nightmare. But then also there's the beauty that God dictated. And as I call on Pasi to close for us, I'll just share a verse that we know. Genesis 2.24. The culmination. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And they will become one flesh. They will become one and the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. May the Lord help us not to be ashamed of the oneness. May the Lord help us to rejoice in our moments of nakedness and utter vulnerability when the Lord allows us to get there or when we are there because we are doing it in the Lord's standards because sex is divine and it belongs to our God. And we are going to reap the fruits of beautiful intimacy. Passi, over to you. Thank you so much, Papa Des. This is even too high for me. Praise the Lord. What is that thing I saw yesterday? <laughs> and I've forgotten. This thing about my height. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Papa Des. I was shouting so loudly, Amen. That Nico's like, chick, what's the problem? <laughs> Is there something you're not telling me? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, this week in a discipleship space we were in, I, had a, I was sharing that I, I am intentional to make sure that people see me and my husband fight. Because I want them to know not, not everything is rosy. Then Pastor Jade asked me, but do we see you make up? I said, that's a good point. So that's why I was shouting Nick, amen, when he said, Pekka in public. <laughs> Brother? <laughs> Last scene, you'll see him exiting the building. <laughs> Serious, Kev. <laughs> I've got really, I'm just joking. I know it was a mistake. <laughs> but as the has been sent. Thank you so much, Papa Des. God intends for our marriages to be sweet. And the enemy is bent to put you apart. And in fact, the, I love what he said um, when we had the conversation yesterday. What we said was um, the, the main, is it how you show oneness primarily is sex. It's the culmination. Amen? The culmination. Um, but then we act as if um, how, how the world, the messaging of the world is that uh, sex is the thing. But it is the culmination of your day. 
your oneness during the day, your oneness in prayer, your oneness in, in your principles and practice, your oneness in a vision to raise your children, your oneness to do the thing that God has purposed for you to do. I pray that today you would be one. This week you will begin to say, sweetheart, darling, what are the things that make us one? How do we pray together more? How do we uh, go to a study to help us become one? Because being one is hard, isn't it? The mathematics is so hard. What is it that you need to do and submit to to become one? So um, I, my prayer for all of us is that we will each commit, the couples in the house, to pray to become one because in that way you are pure. Amen? For the singles, what are the things that you love to do that you can invite your spouse to help you become one? It really is a discovery thing. Many times you get married and you're not even sure yourself. How do you pray? How do you like to pray? What are the things that you want your partner, you know, to help? To, what is it called? Is it a thing that, that the person gels around you? Does that make sense? Because we go into marriage with just with all these preconceived uh, things, with everything that the world tells us, and it's all a lie. Sex is not the thing. It is the culmination of your day. It's the culmination of, oh no, let me not interrupt. It's not just that night. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the culmination of what God is doing in your life. Amen? Rise up to your feet. Let me pray for us, church. Presence, Lord. Nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. It's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. It's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. Somebody say. we desire more of you and one of the ways that we learn to be in your presence is through these relationships that you give us and marriage is such a huge part of that as I want to pray for the singles in this house because the enemy is hell-bent on confusion of misaligning them father I pray that you'd help them to walk the path of purity I pray the word that Pastor Benson spoke of us this morning, that we will be uh, strong and courageous to pursue and believe the thing that you have promised us. We don't want to walk into marriage without your presence. Because for sure it will fail. But with you, with your blessing. And so for those of us who we have fallen, we have stumbled, Father, we come and we ask for forgiveness. 
and we make the decision to walk with you. This is our first act of boldness and courage. That we will get into our promised land. We will have the sweetest marriage because we have trusted your word. We have believed in your word. I want to pray for the married couples in the house. Father, I speak your presence. Your presence. Your presence in that marriage. I want to pray for couples that started off in a rocky way. But Father, they are realigning. I speak your presence in that marriage. I speak your guidance. I pray for courage and boldness for a couple to say, brother, help us realign. For a husband to come and tell his wife, this is what I think that we should do. I pray for bold conversations in their homes. And then I pray that their intimacy would move to the next level. As you teach them to pray together. As you teach them to submit to one another. As you teach them to support one another that their, their intimacy will move to the next level. Because where your presence is, there is sweetness, there is goodness, there is favor, there is overflow. There is overflow. There is overflow. So Father, we come to you and we say, show us, Father. Expand our capacity for more of your presence and more of your power in our lives. And a big part of it is through this marriage, this thing that you have given us. Because you told Abraham, it is not good. We have not found a suitable helper. Thank you for the gift of marriage. Thank you for the support that we get. But I pray for courage and boldness in all the marriages here to pursue the best intimate relationship for themselves. For many of us, it begins with you looking at yourself and accepting yourself and submitting to the person that God has put in your life. I speak your blessing and your favor and your courage and boldness over every marriage represented here. In Jesus' name. I want to speak a special blessing over Benson. Father, thank you for Pastor Benson. I speak that word over him. Actually, it has been my word for the week. Though my word for the week is the presence of God. So when he said praying the song, I was like, Jesus is hearing me. I want more of the presence of God. Wherever I go, and every time I seek his presence, that he would speak directly into my life, and I would experience his power. This is my prayer for you from Joshua 1. At that time, Moses had died. The people didn't know where to go. Maybe there's somebody here who has been searching and wondering, what do I do? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? But this is the word of the Lord to you from Joshua chapter 1. It says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I was with Moses, as I promised Moses, the territory I promised you, I will give you. The word of the Lord says that no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Because I will be with you. I will never leave you. This is the promise of the Lord over you, nor forsake you. So be strong and courageous because you will lead the people. You will lead the people that God has put over you to inherit the land that I swore to your ancestors. The promise that God has for you, the promise that God has for your marriage, the promise that God has for you in your career, the Lord is saying it will come to pass. But it will come to pass with his presence. Father, this is our commitment. We won't go without your presence. Oh no, we won't. Because with your presence, we know we will have overflow. We will have divine favor, divine blessing, 
So, Father, I speak divine favor over the marriages, divine favor over Pastor Benson, divine favor over everybody in this house, over our businesses, that we will see your favor fall on us in such a new way. And we wait with expectation. For it is in Jesus' name my prayer. And all God's people say, Amen, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. See you next Sunday, 10 a.m. <laughs>